2: to the first annual Mark Sessler Mock Draft, presented by the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hansis, joined by the mailman, Chris Wessling, and Greg, the old boss, Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan.
3: Wow. And yes, the man of the hour. Wait, you're not going to keep that voice for the whole <laughs> show? The man of the hour, everybody. Wink Martindale. <laughs>
2: The man of the hour, the man that's put in the work, the man who is going to set the standard in the NFL mock draft game.
1: You know who I'm talking about, B Mark Sessler! The episode where I am fully exposed oh, yeah. for a floating lack of NFL knowledge, or, oh. will, Mark, I, or is, will I nail this? We will I stay. mean, how many years, Mark, are
2: we going to do this where we're trying to position you? Posit you as an expert or as an NFL man to be reckoned with, and then you immediately denigrate yourself. Right,
3: you got to lean into this, buddy.
1: You we're are trying a draft to sell you.
3: expert now. You have a. Mock
2: I draft. will be
1: honest. I put a lot of work into you this, did. and uh, I saw that uh, Evan Silva. Okay, fair. Uh, Evan Silva and Josh Norris were doing their own um, oh, eating mock draft pod today, where Evan Silva, you know, noted that Norris has spent months and months and months please. and hundreds of hours of work to come up with an informed, what I'm sure will be fascinating mock draft. I spent a solid five minutes to an hour on this. So. I don't believe that. No, you spent
3: more. You've let us know. And please, you please, we'll get you in and out of here in about half the time that podcast goes. They do great work, but we're going to, you know, you have other things to do today. We're going to get you out efficiently. What do you got going on today, Mark? No, I don't mean Mark. I'm Listener. talking about the listeners. Oh, the people. I'm saying the listeners, oh. hey, like that's great. <laughs> if you really want to dive in, hey, you got an hour 45 to spare? No, we're we're going to get you in and out. Efficient. I,
2: I thought Mark had one of his mystery lunches, and I'm like, Mark, of all days, we built this entire
3: show no, around. No here. time
1: constraints. I, I, but my, I don't blame
3: Mark for kind of pushing against the system or playing himself out because just downstairs, we, I, we were talking about possibly putting this mock draft out on the Internet, and a shadowy league figure said, what did he say? I have the exact quote here, because <laughs> I wrote it down.
2: A shadowy league figure. You know, I'm going to put a name on it once. John Marvel, who's one <laughs> of the big bosses down in the newsroom. Mm. Uh, we let him know it was the mock drip <laughs> John, I mean, you're in those... That's just the public He's going to kill me, by
3: the way. As as, <laughs> if, if, we if, if we don't tell, no one, he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore.
2: So. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we were discussing that today's big show is coming out, the first annual Mark Sessler mock draft, and it was, you know, a totally normal question to ask. Will the mock draft, once it goes live, be also on the website? His response, no. Are you insane? And it, Which is, <laughs> wow. More <Yeah>. booze.
1: <laughs> It's it's even more concerning because he's the only one that's actually seen the mock draft. <laughs>
2: that's true. So no one has seen it, including the people in the studio. It's going to be revealed. Uh, so
3: we're going to swing through with the including into- Mark, like his his sons and I'm wife. Just actually, no, I'm just now taking a look at it. <laughs> I have yes.
4: a question for you. What do you say to the critics who, <laughs> and there are many, by the way. Sure. Say it's kind of a look at me move Ooh, to wow. only put out mock draft version 1.0 while everyone else has 5.3s and 7.6s and
1: 9.8s, and you only have one mock. <laughs> I have to take that criticism, but you know yeah, that's how it goes. That's what Mayock did. That's what Mayock did,
3: and he was the best in the game. I think what Mark is doing is positioning himself as the next Mayock.
1: It's basically that. and let's
2: and let's you know read between the lines, uh, Mark and. Daniel Jeremiah have a very good relationship. I've seen it off uh, Mike, Uh, but this is, this is supposed to be Jeremiah's big week. This is the culmination of what the league has built up as he was. Now that Mike Mayock has left the building. He's the general manager of the Raiders. This was supposed to be Jeremiah's week. And out of nowhere comes not a mock draft, the mock draft, the draft insider, the man that everyone should be listening to. Mark Sessler is here to steal the show. So we'll see how that all plays out. Very exciting
1: times. How you I'm, feeling, Mike? I'm, I'm gonna be honest; like I'm putting my results out there, a little nervous. And
2: you, we'll be holding you accountable come Thursday night when we have our uh, Around the NFL Round One Recap episode.
1: Last year, I put I did one of these on Twitter, um, you know, hours before the draft, and got not a single pick correct. In fact, to the point where my boss David Ealy suggested a pick for the Panthers. Which he got right, but which I removed from the mock draft before publishing it, because I didn't agree. That was then.
2: This is now. Remember, we're trying to build you up. We're trying to we're trying to turn you into a commodity. Okay, it will get you rich. That I. okay. if you if you play this right. What do you think, Jeremiah, you think that house in San Diego, you think he's paying rent like we are
1: monthly rent? Or you think he owns that sucker? That in at this point probably a second. House.
3: Each one of his kids have have their own houses. <laughs> They're not even in the same <laughs> house at this point. So here we go. We're gonna go
2: one through thirty-two. Uh, Mark will let us know what the pick is. Of course, there will be trades in the first round, as there always are. And then uh, the rest of the heroes and and Mark will be involved as well. Uh, We'll break down that pick and we'll just shoot through the draft. Um, Hopefully this goes well. Could be a disaster, uh, but it could also be fun. So we're willing to to roll the dice and bet on the sizzler, because usually when the quiet storm rolls in, everybody gets wet.
1: What could go wrong?
2: I like that one. That tickled me. A little bit. All right, Mark, let's start the draft. Coming to the podium, Roger Goodell. He's announcing the first pick. Let us know what it's going to be.
1: The Arizona Cardinals keep the number one pick, and after much deliberation and internal battles, they do decide to pick out of Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray.
2: Mm. There you go. Kyler Murray off the board. Many people thought murray uh would go number one uh even though cliff kingsbury as recently as this week uh said the hay is not in the barn yet they hadn't decided but it will be kyle murray is the new face of the arizona cardinals Wes, would you have any problems with that
4: no in fact i think you know why even wait for the actual draft Mm-hmm. To me, this is more invigorating. This is more exciting. I don't need to know what the Cardinals are actually going to do because I know what Mark has them
3: doing, which seems correct. Ian Rappaport's been saying he's still on the camp that he thinks they will not take Kyler Murray. Well, that's not true because Mark has done his homework over a
2: period of hours uh, and in a corresponding move. Oh, Kyler Murray and last year's first round pick Josh Rosen are now on the same team. Not for long, says Mark Sessler. Let's hear
1: that. That's right. So in a in a non or I guess it's connected to some degree, but it does not involve another team other than the Los Angeles Chargers receive Josh Rosen as their quarterback in waiting behind Phillip Rivers. This is why, and it's for a third round pick. They don't get what the Cardinals don't get what they thought they would, but they are mm. determined to move him and not actually have them in the same quarterback room together.
3: I mean, you can listen to other mock draft shows. They're not going to hit you with a totally unrelated trade right in the, after right. the first pick. <laughs> you don't see that on mock drafts. Where are you at, Lance Zerline? I don't see any Rosen Let's trades go, on yours. So Rosen to the Chargers, who get their
2: quarterback of the future? Maybe if Rosen is anybody's quarterback of the future, that's I would say. After all that we have um, heard and seen over the past three, you know, two months or so. Third round pick is not a bad return for the uh, the Cardinals. It's not a great return at all. Obviously, the number it's ten. Terrible. Overall it's, it's terrible. It's bad. But what we're hearing, I'm saying, you know, it wouldn't be absurd. It wouldn't blow me out of my chair if that's what it
3: actually. It's would. Probably the over under right now. I, I get
4: that under-under. because of the expectations, but it's an awful move to to spend what they spent to get Josh Rosen one year ago and to depart with him for a third rounder.
2: Mm, all right. Nice point, West. The audience agrees. <laughs> All right, the, the second pick in the uh, first round belongs to the San Francisco 49ers. Take it
1: away, Mark. And they they can't get this wrong, and they're not going to. They're just going to go ahead and take Nick Bosa, edge, edge man out of Ohio State. The edge man, they call it.
2: <laughs> Nick Bosa, defensive end, Ohio State. And this, Greg, this this is another one that if the, the biggest no-brainer of the draft is Kyler Murray— Everyone seems convinced that Nick Bosa does not drop beyond the top two.
3: This seems like the layup for all the mock drafters out there. They want to get, you know, some some right that Nick Bosa to the 49ers. (laughs) Got to put
1: some points on the board early on the game. Yeah, that was my strategy.
3: It's a safe pick.
2: I'm sure there are some some of these mock drafters out there playing hero ball. You know, dropping
3: Bosa to the Jets. Not many. I haven't or seen a, I haven't seen almost any. Or oh, somebody's playing hero ball. Well, oh. so
2: I believe Ian Rappaport is playing some hero ball, and he has Nick uh, Nick Bosa going to the Cardinals at number one. Also, yeah. You know, shooting Damian Lillard thirty-eight foot threes at the buzzer. Well, you know, usually that doesn't happen. It doesn't go in usually. Usually, it's a clank. That's what Paul George said. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is my Ed McMahon. <laughs> Yes, you are right, sir. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Uh, all right. So, so far, Mark and many mock drafters are out of the gate conservatively, but probably almost definitely the right way to handle it. Now we move to more tricky terrain. The New York Jets at number 3 We've heard a lot of things about the Jets, including trading out of the pick. We'll throw it to Mark. What's going to happen?
1: They try very hard, but they are unable to trade the pick. I, this is when it, it does get tricky for me because there's like 8,000 defensive linemen in this draft. And which one do the Jets like? And I went and read all the beat writers and everything, and they seem to either throw throwing smoke out there or what, but they pick Ed Oliver out of Houston.
3: Ooh. But it would be a lot of controversy. A lot of people, a lot of people think Quentin Williams is the best curveball. player in the draft.
1: Yep. Um I had Quentin Williams in there for the what in in-house the first draft of this, and then made changes based on information.
2: Williams is the mm. guy that's probably been most connected to the Jets, um, and which would be interesting because they just. Resigned Henry Anderson and gave him a pretty good money to keep him in house. And they have Leonard Williams, who's making $14 million. He's still in the back end of his rookie deal. If you bring in Quinnan Williams, you're probably saying goodbye to Leonard Williams. So I, I, that one has me a little bit, unless if Quinnen is an all-time stud, that'd be great. But I'm like, what about the edge now? Ed Oliver, the problem with that Oliver, we're hearing that he might be a knucklehead.
1: And yeah, I don't his, like knuckleheads. His stock's gone up and down and all over the place, but he's he's it's rounding back into what they're saying as a top five pick. It's
2: not a joke. I'm worried. That. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not They not have a few knuckleheads people saying he's on that team. What's that? It's not just a few people saying a he's a knucklehead. A lot of people. What about our boy, uh, you love uh, your man, uh, Bob man. McGinn? What is McGinn saying about Oliver?
4: A lot of the scouts there think that he is a knucklehead.
2: Exactly I don't want a knucklehead. If I'm picking top three, I'm looking for a Pro Bowl,
1: All-Pro type talent and it makes me a little bit nervous. Well, it's your boy, Rich Cimini, that recently noted that McKagan is nearly obsessed with Ed Oliver. So mm,
3: A lot of teams behind the Jets doing cartwheels, right? The now. last person McKagan was this obsessed about was Christian Hackenberg. He was well, like wow. dri- driving back and forth through <laughs> Penn State 50 wow. times. You remember, it was like he was just like part of the Hackenberg Pro Day. That's uh, the X-ray. past.
2: We have a young star behind Satan now. We pick- learned from it as an organization. I'm just saying
4: McKagan. Teflon McCagnon, that doesn't stick to him.
2: <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I hope that doesn't happen, Mark. But I have no choice but to respect your mock draft because it
1: comes from a deeply researched, nuanced place. I mean, if you think that I potentially nailed the first two, it would make only sense that I completely whiffed on the third one. So and it, it might be fine. And it should be
2: said that Oliver, for all the reports out there as a knucklehead, is supposed to be a tremendous talent as well. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. The Oakland Raiders picking for another team uh, that has a lot of buzz around him. John Gruden and Mike Mayock fired all their scouts or told them to stay home. He didn't. They didn't trust anybody. Well, here's the big pick. And there was speculation out there, Greg, or a report that the, the Raiders were looking to make a crazy splash that would surprise people. Let's hear what Mark has to say.
1: I think the Raiders, in my world doing this, try very hard to get up to number one and get Kyler Murray, but they don't. So they stay at four and take Josh Allen, edge rusher out of Kentucky.
2: There you go. Another guy, a sack master who would fill the void or try to fill the void uh, left by Khalil Mack. It seems like a sensible pick. And if he is indeed a star, he comes at a much cheaper price tag than Mack would have if they had they given given the contract.
4: Look at the drama you're building with this mock draft. This, this Quinn and Williams absolute plummeting for the guy who many believe is the best player in the draft.
1: Hmm. I think he, you could argue he could go number two. So it's, that happen- it is a surprise. That happens in the first round. And I know
2: that as a Jets fan, because I remember hearing that about a Leonard Williams who went six. remember hearing that about Jamal Adams who
3: went six. There is always... Jets usually guy- like those guys. And if they take Williams third, that'll be what people say. Oh, they got the best player in the draft. Right, again. so... <laughs> but Josh Allen seems like a safe pick for the Raiders, right?
1: I mean, Greg's tape work on Josh Allen is... I don't even know if has so so talked I, yet on this my- episode, <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: like, I don't believe in the conceit of this entire episode. What are you talking about? I thought you said you had to do it fast. We, like, we make one comment per Well, every guy, time right? I like, turn it to you, you just like, shrug your shoulders. Like, what am I supposed to do with that?
1: This time, you're going to do the There's analysis. There's a long way to go. Please, He's got plenty, please, of yeah. to, plenty of room to, Remember to before? In. Really right. spread
3: your wings on this I one. mean, if if you want my analysis on Josh Allen, we'll, we'll have another <laughs> crack at this tomorrow. Uh, that's true. That's true. It's it's like, you don't want to blow all your Are you to use your good stuff uh, on so, Mark's mock? Damn it, I,
2: you know what? That's a great point. Why are we doing this? <laughs> we will be needing to do the exact same exercise. Was it too, too late to I figured it, No,
3: I figured it was like one person makes a little comment per pick or whatever. You, you're jumping right in.
2: All right. This time, you're going to remember, you know how Jeremiah made his way up the ranks sure. on draft day? He went from the table, like in the parking lot at the end of the stadium. Right. All of a sudden, he was right outside the stadium in that second concourse uh, set. And then the last couple of years, all of a sudden, he's in the building, he's sitting next to Eisen watch Greg's rise as the box draft continues. Cause we're yes. thrown to him after this next pick, <laughs> which of course comes, uh, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking fifth and oh, I smell some fireworks. We have
1: a trade Oh, oh. and the Oakland Raiders. This is the splash that they uh. were planning all along. We are not, we did not get Kyler Murray, but we are going to go get a quarterback. They've not talked about as much, but Gruden is on record saying he's a big fan. Daniel Jones, the quarterback Woo. out of Duke West, not a fan, but what the Raiders are concerned about is these other teams getting up there and they leaving them with nothing at the quarterback position when they pick at 24 and 27. And I think all along, this over um, praise of Derek Carr, to me, has not been real. So they get Tampa's pick. They take Daniel Jones. And there's a bunch of draft picks that go along with all this. But as part of the deal, the Bucks also will wind up moving Gerald McCoy to Oakland. It's mixed into the deal. I could see. I mean, that it all checks out.
3: Daniel Jones to the Raiders would come out of nowhere. Uh, It would win me sandwiches. Do I get some sandwiches for getting my picks right as part of Mark's Mark's mock or no? No, but
1: I would. I would agree. I like this.
3: I'll send you an image or a GIF of a sandwich. I I don't like this, actually, because whenever a team can jump in front of the Giants to stop them from taking, uh, like the poor man, Eli Manning, who had 6.4 yards per attempt uh, in college at at Duke, I don't like that because I want the Giants to take him. This is a Jose Canseco-level home run swing by you
1: on this one. This uh yeah this this left the Giants. <laughs>
4: this the is more like an game. Aussie
2: can
1: take. You really moments. left you really left your Aussie. feet.
4: <laughs> Corkscrew yourself into the ground on this swing. I want to see what happens with the result. Ooh, and I will re- see.
2: I remain convinced that Derek Carr is going to be a victim of the NFL equivalent of a Montreal screw job here. Uh, as <laughs> yeah, as much as I am they've too. been saying positive things. All right, let's keep moving. Pick 6 belongs to...
1: G-man. And Dave Gettleman could not be happier. They are the team that takes Quentin Williams out of Alabama. And I really don't think the Giants are going to take a quarterback at six at all. And so this could not have gone better for the Dave Gettleman world. That's just my belief. So they're the the annual team. Well,
2: this guy could have gone number one and nobody would have said boo. And he drops all the way to six. They get the game changing interior alignment and people like. Greg and Wes and Mark would have to eat a little crow because Dave Gettleman might just know what he's doing.
3: Well, if, the, if the best Quentin, in the I mean I could do, I could do that. I I do think there's a real chance that they'll frustrate <laughs> the hell out of everyone and take two defensive linemen yeah. possibly in the first round. Uh, some people like that, like Eli Manning. Some people won't. You're on the comeback trail now. Guys. I mean, all I was thinking before was all I heard about this show was like, oh, we're going to be in and out. It's 25 to 30 minutes. We're at 18 minutes now. Since and it's uh, pick in and seven. Out on anything. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conceit. So I
1: was just trying to help. Conceit. All right. Pick seven belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the second conceit of the last five minutes. The Jaguars are very, um, there's a division inside the building. A lot of people wanted them wow, you really to go confident. after a tight end. But they're going to, number one thing, you got to protect Nick Foles, along with surrounding him with weapons. So they take Juan Taylor tackle out of Florida. You can play on the right or left side according to uh, reports that people. I dug into yesterday. Some people who <laughs> <They're> say <satans. laughs> All right. It's not like,
2: sexy. No, it is not sexy, but and we we were Greg and I refuting uh during a break during the Twitter show where he was saying Jonathan That's- Stewart was of equal level as a man and player as. I didn't Nick say. I said he
3: was a Panthers legend, much like <laughs> Nick Mangold. Let's was be honest with what legend. you were saying, Greg. <laughs>
2: Um, But my point being, uh, I was making the stand in that argument that you have to respect the offensive line, how important it is. And yeah, it might not be sexy to bring in uh, Juwan Taylor, but the Jags could use that. Well, it's one of the
1: weirdest things about football is fans are really down when their team takes like a center guard or tackle because you want a splashy fantasy relevant player. But then they wind up being sometimes the. True asset.
2: Tell us, Mark, the uh, process, your process, when you were going through this. Whose mock draft did you kind of crib from, and and creating your
1: own? What an accusation! Actually, what I did was I looked at a variety of them and tried not to do what a lot of them were doing. That checks out. Hey, Ricky, the host <laughs> just accused. Uh, yeah, I didn't like
2: the, that the mock draft expert of plagiarism. Oh. That could be a cheer, a boo, or anything. Yeah.
1: I would struggle. I would say go look and find a mock draft just like this one. We're not done yet, by the way. Someone woke Erica up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She's like, this podcast wasn't originally on the schedule. And phoning it in.
2: <laughs> All right. Picking number eight, the Detroit. Wow, so you get it now, the booze is going to go forever. So a lot of unrest. The whole,
3: the whole thing. <laughs> this is Ricky's friends in West Hollywood. It was like Radio bar. City uh, when the Jets took uh, that tight end. Who was it? Kyle oh. Brady. Too many. They took two in a row. They took Johnny
2: Mitchell and Kyle Brady. Oh, Johnny Mitchell. Wow. Yeah. Um, They also traded for, what was his name? With the Raiders. They got hoodwinked. It was a second round pick for John Jolly.
1: Whenever you can get John Jolly. Doug Doug Jolly. Jolly. Is that in the league in like two
2: years? Doug Jolly. Oh, Tampa Bay. I think the traders. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Jets history is so fun during draft time. Mark. Pick eight, the Detroit Lions.
1: Speaking of tight ends, we have a trade. Oh, the Green Bay Packers move into the eighth spot, trade with the Lions and take TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa. They thought the Jaguars were going to take this guy. Once they didn't, they make their move up. All right. He's a tight end. Uh,
2: This is a good tight end draft class, they're saying, at least in the top end of the board. So the Packers get into the eighth spot and with Jimmy Graham potentially in decline, Although Steve Weiss challenged you on that, Wes, on our Twitter show last week. Uh, So there might be two sides of that debate, uh, or there are two sides of that debate. There's no doubt they need to get younger because Graham is not going to be around too much longer. This
4: is uh, I'm kind of torn on this pick because I had one feeling about TJ Hawkinson before reading the Bob McGinn scouts, and then another feeling afterwards that this guy might, if everything breaks right, become Jason Witten.
3: Mm. Eh.
2: Like re- a really bad Monday Night Football commentary? I don't
3: know. Like he's, thats not enough for you. I mean, he's—he's a, he's a potential <laughs> Hall of Famer. Jason no. Witten's a—he was a huge asset what? as a player. Oh, no, you're I'm saying,
4: not trading up to number eight to take a tight end who might be Jason Witten if everything breaks right. Okay, so you're
3: saying no, okay. that's a too long. I'm taking
4: Jason—Jason Witten—a third-round pick when he came out.
2: But if if, if this man was guaranteed... No, but if you
3: did that draft again, he was one of the six or seven best players in it. Right.
4: Well, I'm saying if everything breaks right. So there's a very okay. small chance that he becomes right. Jason Just be Witten. clear, okay. if he
2: would be Jason Witten, that's a great pick.
4: Eh,
3: I'm not <laughs> taking Jason <laughs> not Witten in the really? top 10 picks. That's ridiculous. Draft. Uh, and I'm also not buying that Mark isn't reading all these mock drafts, at least in taking some clues from him because everyone seems to think the Lions are trading down or that they're, oh, they're said a team that They've said that they, they
1: want to for months, yeah.
3: Absolutely taking Rob Gronkowski
4: as a top 10 pick as a tight end. But I don't really like the idea of taking tight ends. No one
3: no one seems to have any idea what the Lions will do, which tells me it's one of the only places that doesn't have sources that is talking to anyone.
2: This to me reeks of Wes was crossed by Witten as an announcer and playing on the Cowboys <laughs> and being kind of crappy the last three or four years. Don't you want your tight ends to score touchdowns? What, he
3: averaged like five a year. Do we
2: have to pull up his football reference? I'm going to do it. He He never had
3: double digits one time and touched it. I think you're making the argument against his Hall of Fame case. I don't know if this is the show to do that, (laughs) but I'm kind of with you that. He's a Hall of Famer. Famer.
4: He was very very rarely. Jason
3: Witten in the top ten. For a a pretty big part of his career, he was not a top three tight end in the NFL. I know. And then you can question, is that a Hall of Famer? All
2: right. I will give you. Throwing that out there. You know what, Wes? You made a good point. I had no idea he was not that prolific (laughs) in the red zone. So that's fair. He. Net, he averaged around five <laughs> touchdowns a year during his prime. All right. Pick nine. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills who have That's made fair, West. a habit. You know what? I'm backing off Thank on you. that. Go ahead, Mark. The
1: Buffalo Bills who made a habit of trading um, under the current regime make a trade. And it is the Washington Redskins who move up to number nine and take Dwayne Haskins, quarterback Ohio State. And it is Daniel Snyder who, who basically spearheads this entire move. With the coach having almost no say in it, as we learned from Mike Garofolo today on the Twitter show. Yeah, we asked Mike about, you know,
3: who has the say? Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, Doug Williams, who was the guy who did kind of the GM press conference in, in Gruden. And he basically said, Snyder and Allen, that, that's it. Um,
2: Haskins, lasting till number nine. I mean, I think Redskins fans would be happy with that. I know Haskins is a bit polarizing as a prospect, but they, they are... Absolutely no
3: no man's land. I I get the sense he's almost, I don't know if he's polarizing. Oh, he is. He's just like, people don't know whether he's like a high upside guy. He just seems like a very safe sort of, you know, potentially boring pick to, to be a guy that you move up for, but a pretty high floor.
1: I, I think the like. Redskins, though, probably feel like at 15, they might be left out in the cold quarterback yeah. wise. All right, we're closing
2: out the top 10 with the Denver Broncos.
1: I was told by a source downstairs that this absolutely will not happen, but the Denver Broncos, I have them taking Drew Lock quarterback cuz they're also a little Wait, who is this? So source? Many quarterbacks was it Marvel? Top uh yes. M&A, How oh, Ah, yeah. well, come on. Well, Marvel has Denver ties, so
3: I mean, he's a he's a fan. I'm not going to r- rip up your mock draft because of that, especially after the slander.
4: I agree with Marvel.
3: You
2: know, I wonder if how many quarterbacks do we have in the top ten right now? Four. Four well, he hasn't been ten.
3: attached. To, yeah, yeah. There has
2: been a lot that's of. That's not the craziest thing. That's I'm going to throw happened. something out there, um, and I know Elway. Part of the reason he's a hall of famer and also has always been mega successful in his life and a, a host of different ventures. Part of it is just his confidence and his self belief and uh, self determination and all that. But I would not be surprised if he's a little spooked in the quarterback picking realm. And Locke is not a slam dunk prospect. So I could kind of see him rolling with Flacco and hoping he could buy a couple of years with Flacco. I don't think he picks a quarterback in this draft.
3: I I hope this is how it happens because... It would be a great first draft for Daniel Jeremiah if all these quarter... Because every they're going to just be like, oh my God, what's happening next? This is the craziest <laughs> draft we've seen in a while. It's like, no one saw this coming. They'd always delivers. <laughs> is that Rich Eyes saying that? I don't know. I don't know
2: who that is. So four quarterbacks in the top 10 of the Sessler mock.
1: I mean, if this happens, someone saw it coming.
2: Right. You did. Say. That's right. And that's why... That's we, right. This is now... The, this, again, is the mock draft of record...
1: Our, our record.
2: Plug in, all record. Okay. Mark, let's move outside the top ten. The Bengals at number eleven.
1: I really like with this pick. I think the Bengals, along with summer other teams, have put up very little information. You don't know what they're going to do. But I had them taking Devin White, linebacker, out of LSU with the eleventh pick.
4: The Bengals are dancing a jig right now. This is their best case scenario. Yep. They thought he'd be gone in the top five or six picks, and
1: he fills a huge need. They, he has been mocked all over the place to the Bucks at number five.
2: So that would be a nice pickup, a nice score for Cincinnati. They could use some help in the middle of their defense. All right, let's move right along now. The Detroit Lions, they have the Packers pick here at number 12. What's happening, Mark?
1: Well, so this is chalk this up to a massive... Um, Type error here because I do not believe the Lions will do this, but I have them taking Andre Dillard tackle out of Washington State because I initially had the Jaguars and Packers doing that trade, so I had the Jaguars taking a tackle. But you know what? He's going to Detroit. Have a nice time in the Motor City.
3: So Dillard's going to the Lions. Yes. Oh, what is that old fr- the phrase you used to say? Don't tell us about the uh, pregnancy. Show us a baby or something.
1: Well, there's your baby. Yeah. There it is. He's a massive tackle out of Washington State.
2: All right, let's move right along to number 13, the Miami Dolphins. What are they going to do? The organic fish tank. Let's hop on in. I
1: think the Dolphins were a candidate to uh, trade down, but there is not enough interest from another team. So they take Ouch. edge rusher Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. Lost Cameron Wake. You need to, you need something on that defense to give your new coach. Some speed there. Uh,
3: sounds like um, a name from... The skit from, now I'm blanking, Key and Peele, Montez Sweat. It's just like a nice Key and Peele name. That's not going to get you into the main uh, (laughs) number one set, Greg. I mean, let's be real. No one's listening. I
2: don't know. (laughs) All right. Great stuff. Uh, That makes sense. Cameron Wake. Ouch. (laughs) Cameron Wake is now in Tennessee. And
1: the Dolphins are rebuilding. Let's move right along. Number 14, the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons take defensive tackle Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Mm, this is the pick I think
3: everyone was waiting for. <laughs> there we go. Wilkins finally finds a home. <laughs> Any thoughts on Wilkins? Why the fit there?
1: I just thought I just like the way it looked together personally. They need to address their defense like a good player. Fell to them.
3: Are he and Grady Jarrett duplicative in any way? I mean, you need more than one guy. He's a speed, you know.
1: I think for them it was, explosiveness? It was value over need.
3: And you know what? I think he blew them away in the uh, interview process. Obviously, yeah. He seems like a, uh, a Falcons type of guy. With the, they're always looking for... With the what? Like explosive athleticism. Defensive football? Explosive athleticism. Uh-oh. They like the guys who test high.
2: All right, we are now moving into the middle of the first round. The Washington Redskins are on the board. Oh, my goodness. What happens next?
1: Well, so this is the pick that um, they traded with Buffalo. So it's the Bills. And the Bills take linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan.
3: Hmm. Finally, Devin Bush is off the board. We're
1: moving into the category of names where we may be. Uh, <laughs> that's just, that's going to be the next ten picks. <laughs> <I'm> like, wow,
4: <laughs> he's off the board. Some people might say they took Tremaine Edmonds last year, who plays middle linebacker, and they have Matt Milano as a up and coming Pro Bowl t- But he kind of fits. He fits. <laughs> he fits what they do.
2: Oh, he's got a kick out of that yes. list. <laughs>
4: I think the audience incorrectly perceives me as trying to
3: undermine Mark here, and that's yeah. not what I'm doing.
1: No, I, I'm not taking any offense to that.
3: I think the Bills would be thrilled with that. Some people think the two Devons could both go in the top eight or nine. I want to know. Keep your Devin straight on Thursday, Dan. I'll have to.
4: Sorry, audience. I, I, I misspoke. <laughs> it's not
3: your fault. It's such an angry audience. It suddenly turned into like a Jerry Springer. It's like show. a mob.
2: Remember the bald-headed guy that would break up the fights? We need that dude in here. Steve Wilkes. All right, here we go. Steve Wilkos, I think his name is not. Summerdown! <laughs> Steve. Steve Wilkes maybe is Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Springer's bodyguard. Um, Here we go. Keep it going.
3: Pick 16, the
1: Panthers. Carolina Panthers take Rashawn Gary out of Michigan defensive tackle.
3: Ooh, finally, Rashawn Gary is off the board. <laughs> At, last. <laughs> At last. There were some <laughs>
4: thoughts that he could slide out of the first round altogether with the... Uh, did he have a heart
1: condition that th- that was just discovered? I don't know if Marty Herney's been keeping up with those reports. Mm. He's uh, in, Marty.
3: <laughs> I think if you're if you're a draft Nick, if you're a nerd, um, you know for the draft. And I say that I, I like the fact that people get so into the draft that anyone loves football that much. It's kind of it's fun. I like it's a fun time of year for NFL fans. I think they're they're ready to kill the team uh that makes this pick especially if it's in the top 10 which a lot of people do think Rashad Gary could end up still going in the top what 10 what do people have against they, Rashawn Gary i don't know they well, think he never, it's like more product more uh you know not doesn't have the production a little workout warrior type can i add a little bit to that Absolutely. so he
4: was the number one recruit entering michigan and the whole country and in 3 years he had 10 sacks he got outplayed tremendously Eagle. by Kristen Winovich, I think is his name, who played on the opposite side. A guy who's supposed to be a second or third round pick has, you know, one-tenth the amount of talent of Sean Gary, but had three times as much production. A lot of
3: Get sizzle. excited, a lot, Carolina. A lot of sizzle, maybe not enough meat. They don't have anyone to rush the passer at this point. I can't think of who they have on their team other than Mario Addison. All right, the Giants traded Odell Beckham. A very controversial, unpopular move.
2: They did get the Cleveland Browns' first-round pick. They are picking at 17, the Giants are. And
3: who are the G-men selecting?
1: They are taking Marquise Brown, wide receiver, out of Oklahoma.
3: Hollywood, you put a sandwich on the line, or a, a prediction on the line, West, that he would go in the first round on NFL Network today. I like this fit. I mean, as the first receiver off the board. I think that his speed
4: in today's football... With all of the new offensive gurus wanting to use these guys on fly sweeps, jet sweeps, confuse the defense before the snap, and then try to take the top off the defense after the snap. These guys, this guy is only 166 pounds, but
3: that speed is going to be hard to resist. Gettleman is killing it, and you guys are dying.
1: Having a good dress. Well, up, this huh? is the
3: mock. This is Mark as Gentleman. which I might
1: take over Gettleman. (laughs) Well, well, I don't know if the Carolina Panthers would take Mark as their GM.
2: It's a very, it's a very neat and tidy uh, way to project because they are using the pick that they got for Odell Beckman to take Odell Beckham's replacement. It doesn't always work out that way, but if it does, they would have a highly touted receiver on the outside. And then they have, of course, golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and, and the running back. Um, Now all they need is a quarterback who can throw it to this fast guy. That's true. And judging by Marks Mock. (laughs) Thank you, audience. We're back in good grace. (laughs) (laughs) Marks Mock tells us the Giants will not take a quarterback in the first round. All right, let's move to eighteen.
1: 18, we have a trade. The Oakland Raiders, who, you know, we've been hearing that they've been having Mike Mayock behind the scenes, have employees call him on the phone to act like he's trading and making trades. So he's well-versed in how to do that. He makes another swap with the Minnesota Vikings because they have a hole in their backfield, and they don't want someone else jumping up and taking. Josh Jacobs running back out of Alabama. They address it. They get their guy.
2: Now, here's an example, Mark, maybe not plagiarizing. That's a, uh, here's some evidence because everybody seems to have, I don't like that one much, five picks later, five to 10 picks later. You're saying there's going to be a run on Jacobs early and the Raiders who just, uh, it came to light on Wednesday. They are moving on from Marshawn Lynch that they will have Josh Jacobs in there and away they go.
1: I, looks like a good pick to me. Uh, there are, there were some whispers out there that there is a little heat about need, needing to trade up a little bit for Josh Jacobs, mm. that if you're the Raiders, you're not going to get him at 24, or 27 potentially. Well,
3: every, every team that's in the twenties at this point has been rumored to be interested in Josh Jacobs. There's a lot of running back needs there. Uh, but I think one sign that Mark's mock draft is here to stay mm-hmm. is we already got a sponsor. I believe it's FedEx air and ground, a, an award that josh jacobs could be winning this upcoming season absolutely good job
2: greg that's why you're at the top table fedex (laughs) future air and ground stars presented by fedex josh jacobs has all the tools west to be a guy that is a jack of all trades in the raiders offense
4: there haven't been many consensus top running backs in bob McGinn's uh feature over the years but every scout polled had him as the number one mm. running back in the draft.
3: Although I still think he's coming in with a lower grade, probably from the, that same group than than some of the top guys like Absolutely. Fournette and Gurley.
4: Many scouts think there is no first round running back in this draft, mm. even if he's the consensus. It, I can
3: totally see the Raiders being a team, especially when they have with three picks, that would trade up for a running back or at least would use that first round pick for a running back. Uh, he's always valued running backs very high in his office loved the little Dougie Martin back in the day.
2: Based
4: Uh, on this this mock so far, Daniel Jones and Josh Jacobs go to the Raiders.
2: I question whether that's an upgrade on Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch. Interesting. (laughs) That was FedEx Future Air and Ground Stars presented. Well, by FedEx. Of course it is. Mark, let's keep going. Number 19, the Tennessee Titans.
1: The Titans need to add weapons always it seems like around their questionable quarterback and Marcus Mariota. They take Noah Font, tight end Iowa. Mm. That's Delaney Walker add. is not young. Is Fant or Font? Fant, Font. I like this pick. Good Good fit.
2: They you need, guys they, love everything, even like real and fantasy world. Everything the Titans do is great. I, anything like, that makes they have them as more, as more w- a quarterback problem is the Giants do. No, no they, they don't. Not even excited. close.
4: Not even close. Noah Fant is going to be there.
3: Mariana they Mar- has played way better than he They did. have a different type of quarterback problem, which is, is significant. They have to figure out if he is their quarterback. And to do that, I want to see them him with as many people around him. So that would be there fun. There
1: are a couple of mocks that have them taking Drew Locke or quarterback X from where they sit. Hey,
4: audience, don't be afraid to watch a football game every once Ooh, so <laughs> Ooh shots fired.
2: Wow. I'm sure this audience watched a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, Giants-Patriots. Why don't they bring Peyton out of retirement
4: because he was still playing then?
2: <laughs> Put some respect on the Hall of Famer. Hey,
4: team. audience, sometimes you got to own it when you're ignorant. Just own it and move on and study up a little bit.
2: Wes, actually getting mad at a fake audience.
4: <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just saying sometimes you have to own it when you're wrong. Audience, a okay. little get in like here.
2: <laughs> I'm having fun here. This is good. All right. Picking 20th is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is going to be boring, I
1: imagine. Uh, it is somewhat boring. <laughs> Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. No.
3: <laughs> oh, give me a break, Colbert. Is it? Did give you me make a break. This name up? Huh?
1: Did you make this name up? No. Like it's a real person. Biggie Van Bleet. real person.
3: They're always, you know, just making picks that don't get people. Excited. This is the new Artie Burns.
1: It is the new version of Artie Burns. <laughs>
3: the new Terrell Edmonds. Get excited, Steelers fans. Well, Greg, you
2: and your uh, GM. Rank the GMs, which have you gotten any hate mail about that yet? Oh, a
3: lot. No, less, but less time. I think we timed it Is that nicely. Good or bad? I think that's bad, but it's during draft week. It dropped during a different time. They're busy during draft week. Uh, yeah, they're th- not going to be complaining about I, uh, the GM I blocked rankings. at least 20 people just responding to. Oh, yeah. The I got many from TV. the listeners, uh, many from fans yeah. uh, and readers, but not from the GMs. That's a little this disappointing, and
2: I'm going to put that on, on the head of uh, Alibum Party. Who Bampuri, who runs our features department, original content department? We want to drop that at a time of year where the GMs are just combing through <laughs> websites and paying attention. We don't want them to miss this. I don't know. That's a little aside that I had. You want to move the needle? If you want to get Greg's name out there, if you want to get NFL. It's got
3: good pop. There, it got, it's gotten fine pop. I'm fine with it. All right. Uh, nice pick for the Steelers,
2: who you know need to do some work in their secondary. The Seahawks picking twenty first.
1: The Seahawks select D.K. Metcalf wide receiver out of Ole Miss.
2: Mm -hmm. So the
3: second wide receiver comes off the board. Fans don't like it. Okay. Surprised. Uh, Yeah, that's a boomer bust pick maybe. Seems like a Seahawks type of pick. Just like uh, go for the... The spark score guys? Yeah, and go for just, they're always on their own. I guess D.K. Metcalf wouldn't be very that surprising at this spot. Uh, but in general, they always seem to have their own board that they trust and don't really think about what the rest of the NFL is thinking about.
4: The and Bob McGinn scouts called this guy entirely a media creation.
2: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Number 21, the Seahawks. So oh, we got that. 20. Number 22, the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Uh, the Ravens select Clellan Farrell, edge rusher out of Clemson. They need some help up front on defense.
3: This is where if you need uh, a pass rusher, and they do, this is the right draft for it. Like they this specifically is a guy like I think I've heard in other drafts because people need pass rushers so much might have gone in the top 10 to 12, but there's so many in this draft. And uh, he still could. I feel like the Ravens are always stockpiling guys that can, you know, do some damage
2: uh, in the trenches. So there you go. How they, do you pronounce his name? I was
3: guessing it was Cleland. But I Cleland. Cleland. Is it Cleland? I believe so, yeah. That's a first. I have not seen C-L-E-L-I-N before. They always, The Ravens always seem to luck out with some guy that fell too far in the draft, and they just snap him up.
4: If you're a believer in those... Don't, Called it luck. Don't take this position from a certain Smart. college, which a lot of scouts are, edge rushers from Clemson do not pan out in the NFL. Hmm. <laughs>
1: I mean, okay. Wes's relationship with the audience is uh, compelling. It's all over the place. <laughs>
2: Uh, let's package the next three picks, Mark. Uh, we got uh, uh, an offensive lineman <laughs> yeah. and two tackles. So that let's, twenty-five uh, to
3: thirty-minute dream is long. <laughs> to
2: pass. Let's. Uh, well, actually, I see. No, you have some action here at twenty-four. No, that's, well,
1: we can, so, we can we can package because number okay, twenty-three to the Houston Texans. They take Cody Ford, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Obviously, a position of of need. Their line. Um, it's the Bucks in that trade with the Raiders. They're at 24 now. They take Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson, although we realize Clemson does not produce defensive players. It's so a bad move by the Bucks. And the Eagles um, jump on Jeffrey Simmons' defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. All right, and we have a trade. Well, the trade simply At notes 24. that that Bucks-Raiders trade with Gerald McCoy winding up in Oakland. So they needed a defensive tackle, and they grabbed one. Bruce Arians <laughs> despises
2: Gerald McCoy, based on all the comments I'm seeing out there. Maybe he hasn't come out and said that. But I, I get the feeling there's no person in the world he thinks less of than Gerald McCoy. So he's probably going to move him, and you say it's going to happen on draft night.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've connected some <laughs> dots there and made some assumptions, but...
4: Bucks are going like with two thousand Ravens defense get two nose tackles in the middle with Vita <laughs> Vea and Dexter Lawrence back to back years. Mm. Lawrence is very Sam Adams and um, Syracuse. You are not running on the Bucks this year. All
1: well, right. you were running on them last year, so let's hope it changes. All right, here we go. The Colts <laughs> picking at twenty six. The think Colts are picking at
2: twenty six, and uh, Chris Ballard is on a roll. Let's see what he does here.
1: Jonathan Abrams safety out of Mississippi State. Like this pick.
3: Oh yeah. Fucking like it. 100. I just
1: trust what they do in general, so I assume it will work out for them.
4: Pair him with um, who is the free safety? What, what's his name? The old Ohio State guy.
3: Clayton Gathers, Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker. Malik
4: Hooker. Malik Hooker. Pair, pair him with Malik Hooker. Okay. Now
2: we're now we're cooking with fire. <laughs>
3: All right, here we Thank go. You,
4: audience. They got a
2: nice little defense. <laughs> pick 27, the Raiders via the Dallas Cowboys.
1: It is uh, the Vikings, though, who's, who traded with the uh. Raiders. So it's the Vikings pick at 27, and they take Jonah Williams' offensive guard out of Alabama.
3: This guy was absolutely pilloried by the scouts. The Wes, Wes, you're wasting all your McGinn uh, analysis in this show.
4: This guy is supposed <laughs> to be graded as a left tackle. The scouts see him as maybe the third best center in the draft.
3: Yeah, he, he is someone where if that's your source, then you're like, why why would people like him that much? There's some belief that he could go in the top 10. That well, there's, there's a chance he could be the first tackle taken. And just at, like overarching, my feel from a very outside vantage point is everyone needs tackles so bad. And there doesn't seem to be a consensus on these guys. And, and different people are just going to convince themselves they like some of them, like the Raiders did with Colton Miller last year, which he did was in, not work out very well. He
1: was in DJ's, I think, in the top 30 of DJ's players, too. So, I mean, analysis all over the place.
3: Yes,
2: absolutely. All right. Pick 28 belongs to the Chargers, but not for long, says Mark Sessler. We
1: have a trade, and I... I <laughs> How many this, trades we had here? This is close to the end of the trades, but... um. <laughs> The uh, Cleveland Browns jump back oh, into yeah. round oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Get you a sandwich. There you go. They get Rocky Sin, a cornerback out of Temple. I mean, I feel
3: like it's worth it just what for a the name. jersey, just for the name. What a name.
1: I liked I had to get his name in there, so that was part of it.
3: If you can come I'm out of Temple that. and make it into the first round of the NFL, you're doing something right.
1: Rocky Sin. I'd argue the only thing, that, not the only thing, because who knows what they really need. But on paper, cornerback and safety are Positions of need for mm. the Browns, especially safety.
4: I think if you stretch far enough, he he joins David Fails on that declarative sentence: "All stars." Rocky Sin. Mm-hmm. Rocky Sin. I like. Go that. to Vegas for a weekend,
2: just Rocky Sin. That's so funny you said that because I, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing that that could be Vegas's new slogan, and nobody would even bat an eye. And be like, oh, that's it's not like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The new one is Rock your Sin. Well,
4: then he's got to go to the Raiders.
2: He'll get there in time. In time. All right, coming to the end of the first round now, the Seattle Seahawks are on the board.
1: Again. They are because this is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs' Frank Clark trade spot. Exactly. So the Seahawks, who uh, have parted ways with an edge rusher, pick up another one in Brian Burns out of Florida State. Bernie. They got Bernie.
3: Weekend into Bernie, as they call it.
1: That's what That's been his name for years. Another guy, I think...
3: Rock your sin. Could go Las in, the, Vegas. in the middle of this round. Go the, the Falcons, the Panthers have been rumored to maybe be into him as, as an edge rusher. But he falls here to the Seahawks. And let's give some kudos here to John Schneider, shall we, for this Frank Clark trade, which we have not addressed. Mm-hmm. That he got a late first round pick and a second round pick next year. Not bad at all. And the Chiefs are the one paying Frank Clark $65 million guaranteed, maybe a better contract than Demarcus Lawrence got. I like Frank Clark just fine. You know, I guess their 2019 team maybe is slightly worse now, but that's pretty daggone good value for Frank Clark.
4: It reminded me of the Sam Bradford trade for a first-round pick. You're taking advantage of a desperate team here. The Chiefs are desperate mm. because they see an opening atop the AFC and because they needed a defensive end to fit their new scheme. And I feel like they
3: paid way more in picks and money than anybody would expect them to pay. And I, and I I would be slightly where I think Clark's a more complete player than D. Ford. But I also would be slightly worried that I think that spot at defensive end where he played and Cliff Averill played. That's a nice spot to be at. I'm not saying Seattle created Frank Clark, but he was in a good system Fair. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be as good. The All right.
2: elephant position.
3: Three more picks. Here
2: are the Green Bay
1: Packers. What are they going to do, Mark? The Packers continue to add um, weapons around Aaron Rodgers with AJ Brown, wide receiver out of Mississippi. I know they have. I know we're hearing they like the guys they have already, but come on. Let let's keep, let's you have a couple more years with Aaron Rodgers. You've got, you got you cannot do anything but add to that offense. So they get
4: they come away with Hawkinson and AJ Brown for their offense. Nice nice mm-hmm. day for the Packers.
2: Can't complain. I I still would have rather them make a splash via trade or free agency to get a veteran wide receiver, but uh, I get this, too. You're building a new core around the quarterback. You still – I imagine they think Rodgers has another
3: three to five years as an elite talent still. Um, and he's always very, like – you know, caring and patient with rookie wide receivers. So. <laughs> that did come out in that article. That he's
2: not easy to work with when it comes to the kids, but uh, he's gonna have another one in the mix, according to Mark Zessler. All right, finally, the Super Bowl contestants, starting with the Rams.
1: The Rams at pick 31 take lineman Eric, offensive lineman Eric McCoy, out of Texas A&M.
3: Oh, and the draft has been shaken up. It has. Who's phoning in now, this. I can't believe it. <laughs> Energy is up. Greg loves it or hates it. I don't, I can't tell them. I don't know. The, the, the Rams would tell you that they're, they're fine with their offensive line that they've planned for this Saffold level. Ooh, they have someone they can slide in. Uh, they've got two guys that they, they, they've talked up a lot, but I am, I'm more on Mark's side here that that's been a lot of talk right, and that they would think. love to get uh, an offensive lineman early in this draft. Bang. All right. Finally, the new England Patriots.
1: And I have a special surprise Ooh. after this, too. But um, wow. the 32nd pick in the draft, the Patriots take Irv Smith Jr., the tight end out of Alabama. They didn't have enough juice to trade up for one of the other two guys. But Irv Smith is someone who... Irv is going to replace Gronk? I don't well, like the sound I think it's, of that. I think, it's, I think it's. this
3: is a team that's not done adding tight ends. Training, Irv so. Smith from Alabama sounds like a Patriot if I ever heard one. He's Irvin. Irvin.
4: He's more in the Jordan Reed, like Aaron Hernandez, as far as 6'2", 230, 235. A little more of a receiving tight end than your
1: typical tight end.
3: Mm. But they could certainly use that. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. They certainly
2: have the need there. And Mark, did you say a special? There is surprise? a bonus
1: um, round two pick at number thirty-three.
2: <laughs> what? Are we going to do seven? We're going to do two fifty-six. We'll just keep hang going. tight, Erica.
1: <laughs> the Patriots move up to get to thirty-three with all their draft capital, and they surprise people by taking Will Greer, a quarterback out of West Virginia. Woo! That's the that's the Fine new that. that's the new buzz. Which with Patriots
3: picks, it never works out that way. That they love them some Will Greer till now, and that he could be the quarterback of the future, which I would find delightful. Patriots fans love complaining when they take a quarterback. You know what? How about you stop, uh, you know, micromanaging the greatest dynasty in NFL history?
4: <laughs> I don't care if you get any first-round picks right. I I want it's all riding on Will Greer now. If you get Will this Greer, could make or it, break your,
1: yeah, your ha, you can't close this thing with Irv that's Smith Jr. Simple. Yeah, that's though. a fair yeah. point.
3: That's a, Well, you could have just closed it with Greer in the first round.
4: No, I'm, That's true. <laughs> I'm invested in Will Greer. How had to get Thank Irv you. in there. Yeah,
1: I like that.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what it does? It does leave marking out. If if his mock, uh, you know, goes a little sideways, he if still is we- going to have the hope that entering day two yeah. that he can save it with Greer. He needs a Hail Mary. It's a veteran and, move. And that that's will true. be Will
2: Greer potentially. All right, there you go. That is the first annual... Uh, Mark Sessler mock draft. It is the draft of record. It is the one that all the kids are excited about. In all the schoolyards across America, they they're going to race home, um, and, and if they have a, a phone device, they're going to immediately download this podcast. And they're going to just really ingest it. And that's the buzz around the water cooler, both in the cafeterias of the schools. No, the keep school children. Uh, this is, <laughs> <this is laughs> it's the really topic. about the kids, yeah. but also in the uh, the workplaces around the water coolers and mm. the commissaries, the working uh,
1: men and working women. And I'm going to keep going
2: up. And now you go into the head. I mean, they got all Thursday. They don't start this draft <laughs> until primetime, all through the buildings where the teams are. It's where everyone's going to be talking Thursday morning. Did you see where Sessler had us going? What are we going to do? Do we stick with the pick because he nailed it? Or do mm. we do, do we zig so we don't look like we're too predictable? We don't want to get our scouts fired a lot in play now.
3: And it's all because Mark dropped his first annual mock draft. Dorsey will be like, have you heard of this Rocky Sin guy that <laughs> Sessler is talking about?
2: I like, yeah, it. it's
4: like EF Hutton.
2: Rocky Sin in Las Vegas. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's it. Let's say goodbye again. A reminder, we will be back on the podcast Thursday night recapping round one. So take this podcast and then write down everything. What Mark picked and then just be mo- just marveled by what he nailed. Okay. Mark, thanks for joining us and sharing your
1: picks. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: Dan, the hands are signing off for the quiet store and the mailman the old boss of Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. All right. Let's head off to the NFL draft. Coming at you. Rock your sin.
0: I got to (laughs) say, it's a pretty good ending, I think. That's a great song. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Calm.